All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. Long time, but what's up, everybody? Yeah, man, a couple weeks off. Playoffs, coaching, you know how it go, man. The boys get busy, so uh, glad that we can uh, be back uh, for everybody. Episode 185, well, you know, we're a couple weeks ahead now. We're up to week six uh, tomorrow. We're going to recap week five real quick. The 7 o'clock game, we had the Bullets versus Minister Society. Bullets take care of business early. Um, well, actually not early. It was really just the second half. Second half, uh, they really, really turned it on. First half, they were actually losing uh, by one point. Yeah, it was a really good game in the, in the first half. Second half, totally different story. Uh, Bullets win in blowout fashion, 97-71. to 71. Um, Just a well-rounded game. Sweat had another uh, classic Sweat game where he shot 12 for 13. Um, Sweat's had these games. Uh, I remember it was about two seasons ago where I think the last three games he shot over 90%, something crazy like that uh, uh, from the field. And uh, and Iso Johnny uh, definitely was in his bag, 31, uh, 8 and 9. He flirted with a triple-double. He was right there on the cusp uh, of getting a triple-double. No Shannon, uh, but Shannon was not needed in this game, and they finished with a, with a, a, a really good season high, I believe, 24 team assists um had a bunch of turnovers but um you know they canceled the, i think the can't the turnovers kind of canceled uh themselves out because of their their shooting was so good shot over 62 percent uh from the field and men's society could never really get it going um they shot an abysmal 38 percent from the field 30 from three um so yeah i mean that's a recipe for disaster shoot the ball that bad uh in, in a pro-am style league you you really have no shot. Uh, anything under forty five is you're asking uh, for trouble. With. You're shooting sub forties. That's tough. So uh, yeah. the the bullets t- uh, took care of business. Good for them. They uh, now improved to three and two. Minnesota society has now dropped two in a row. Yeah. Um. It, as good as the game was in the first half. I think uh, a lot of times with men's society in general, they can't sustain uh, a high level of performance uh, throughout the game. And I think it, I mean, just, and just to go for your team too, you struggle when you play, uh, you know, this ISO basketball. This is what it is. Um, and good teams and good players eventually know how to defend it. And that's kind of how it is in general. You have to be. Uh, in order for ISO basketball to work, I think the team that kind of started that was the Rockets when they had uh, James Harden and Chris Paul. They mm-hmm. did a lot of pick and rolls until and then every game they were going to ISOs. Um, the reason why that team was able to get it done because they had two just unbelievably talented one-on-one ISO players. Uh, and then but in the playoffs, uh, when they got to the Warriors, it became a little bit more difficult because, again, those are possessions that are easy to defend a lot of times unless you just got a player who just don't matter what you do he's going to score and I think um, I think that's kind of happened I think Miss Society started kind of going back and forth they're making shots early talking trash getting uh, the book turned over getting Johnny to turn it over getting forced them to take bad shots they were going down making everything mm-hmm. they were hitting everything early and uh, but the longer the game went on like it's just hard to score like that you know and to team score i don't care who you are you know what i'm saying unless you're just a sublime player just who just out of his world just couldn't hard to team score like that and so when you kind of get away from playing team ball and moving the ball and 
ball moving from side to side and get the kind of defense to shift, mm-hmm. it becomes harder to score like that. And I think um, mental society, they, they, that's why they struggle. The Bullets, their struggles came because, and it's just not this game. I'm looking at their stats now. This, they can't sustain if this happens. Andrew, five for nine. Andrew only getting nine shots. They won't last very long. He has to be, and don't get me wrong, Sweat's been amazing. Yeah, Johnny's been amazing for the most part. But you bring in Andrew, that that's your your off season pickup. He has to shoot anywhere from fifteen to twenty shots. Let me ask you this: do, do you do you believe Andrew could be uh, similar to the, the Katie factor when he came to Golden State? Does it need to be something like that? Yes. In order for them to look the. the the bullets are they're stuck in neutral right now. Mm-hmm. Something they had to do something different. They had to do something to change what they are in order for them to get over the hump. We we've seen the same old bullets where, but they don't get me wrong. They've had success. Like they've yeah. gotten far. They made it to the finals a couple times. They made it to the, uh, the semifinals a couple times, and they found ways to not something happened to where they can't get quite over the hump. When you get an all season acquisition like Andrew, look. He can't shoot nine shots. You know what I'm saying? He has to be a a, a, a dominant player uh, to go along with Johnny, to go along with BJ, to go along with Sweat, go along with Lay. And, oh, yeah, they got Shannon, too. So, right. again, those guys have to all uh, do what they do, and they got to find a way to get Andrew a little bit more active in the game. And to his credit, I mean, he had other stats. He had eight rebounds, five assists, two steals. Like, he, he still filled up the stat sheet. But he has to score more for them. Uh, I think he has to be a 20 to 25 point score in order for them to kind of get what I think they want to get, which is the ultimate championship. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but, you know, I know, I'm pretty sure they're they're happy with the win. They're not going to uh, go too far into critiquing it. And like you said, the surprising thing is that he only got nine attempts with no Shannon. Like, if he had nine attempts yeah. with Shannon playing, I can maybe understand that. But uh, no Shannon, that kind of makes me scratch my head just a little bit. Um, squad one, uh, went up against three and D at the eight o'clock game. Squad one was able to remain, uh, undefeated. They won 90 to 84. Um, like I said, when I talked with, um, with squad one after the game, I felt like squad one was pretty much in control of the game. Uh, if you look at the first half, they were up 17 at halftime. Um, never really wavered uh, from there. I mean, we did cut the lead all the way down to one point. Uh, late, but it just seemed like Squad One had that confidence to where they were like, okay, we, we're 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 unbothered. Like maybe they wanted to challenge themselves uh, that night and see, um, you know, if the team could overcome some adversity. And I felt like um, they did just that. They didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Um, like we said, sub forty five is a recipe for disaster. But uh, when you when you when you're on the rebound, when you're on the glass, like they were fifty one rebounds, it's uh you know that can kind of uh, cancel that out because the bad shooting, uh, you know, nineteen offensive rebounds. That's a that's a pretty sizable, uh, you know, positive statistic for them. So that kind of cancels out those misses. If you're getting offensive rebounds in second possessions, the misses don't matter. Like they don't matter at all because it's like okay, so what? I got another chance. Um, so they just look like a, a well done machine, and that's the 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 title of today's podcast. Um, and able to you know, withstand a uh, team runs. And we all know the old cliche basketball is a game of runs. But squad one just looked 
uh, like the superior team and, and too many points in the game. Um, honestly, there was really nothing to speak of uh, for 3 and D outside of Jeremy Hines. Jeremy Hines um, is probably his uh, second most efficient game uh, he's had all season. Uh, he was active on the glass, uh, 34 points, 60% shooting. Uh, the only thing I questioned for Jeremy was uh, when we were down three and he came down, he took a, a three where we had no numbers. Uh, it was an all or nothing situation. And I just felt like we could have got a better shot. Maybe we could have chipped away a little bit more and been a little bit more patient. Uh, other than that, he played a pretty uh, brilliant game, lights out game. Um, the team has been talking about, you know, his role and what we want <clears throat> from Jeremy, but I, I'm I'm pleased with Jeremy's play. I am. Uh, overall, I'm pleased with his play. I think he has a very high uh, basketball IQ um, on the court, whether he's the two guard, the point guard, doesn't matter. I feel like uh, he's one of our best options. And if, if used right, uh, he can be dangerous for, for anybody. But we just got to figure it out, man. Yeah, I think uh, uh, tell the two games. I think uh, this, even though y'all won the first game of the season, this the I honestly think the best game y'all played. Um, I think uh, yeah, that first game actually wasn't even good when we, even though we won it. Yeah, you just I think it was good ball movement. Uh, this game y'all played a lot better in half court. Y'all still ain't running as much as I thought y'all probably should. Y'all need to try to get in transition a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, but um. Yeah, I think y'all y'all played off each other better. Um, y'all, I don't understand why y'all don't work pick and roll. I just don't get it with, with the with the group of guys y'all have. I, I I just don't understand. I think it'd be very difficult holding you guys in a pick and roll or, or even a pick and pop with like AD being the picker and, and popping or, or or the roller. Like I, it'd just be very hard to defend. Um, but uh, I'm looking at that. Y'all lose by six. Mike probably has one. He's had a, a couple weeks now where he probably, you know, he has probably shot this bad in a very, very, very long time. Um, he can be, uh, you know, if he has like a regular shooting game for Mike, I mean, y'all are right there, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, y'all right there already. But I think y'all may have put y'all over the, the, you know, over the edge if, you know, he shoots better uh, in this particular game. But, I mean, I think it was a solid game by everybody. You know, I don't think anybody necessarily played bad per se. Even Jake Erickson gave you some really good minutes. Um for our squad one, I mean you know, hey man, that is tough. It is what it is. It's gonna be tough out. Um Devon shot terrible in the first half. You know, we was he's actually giving, you know, uh, Demo, you know, some some props for playing pretty good defense on the first half, even though he was fouling them a lot. <laughs> but then, you know, he woke up in the second half and um uh, you know it get ugly real fast when he wakes up. Uh, and he he dominated the game uh, in the second half of the game. Uh, you know he went from being a guy who probably had six or seven points in his first first half and he, like finished with twenty eight and the leading the scoring. Mm -hmm. um, so he's just tough. And then like I say, Jalen, you know he's just he's impressive because I can't even say I remember him even having the ball a lot. He still put up twenty four points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. like, He's just, you know, he, he's tough. And then, like I say, Swede's just very efficient. Danny only got 12 shots. They had 18 or 15. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, they're just difficult to deal with. And, oh, yeah, Marcus Hall didn't play. Marcus didn't play. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony was controlling the game at times. 
Yeah, like, you know, this is just going to be a tough out, man. Um, so, uh, going forward, you know, they got three games left. I mean, do they have a team that could knock them off? Um, you know, this is when, you know, uh, Hall and Swedes kind of got mad when I brought this up last time. They went 5 0 last year and then lost the last three games. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, you were kind of questioning, you know, you were saying they were done. <laughs> I said maybe they were done. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I give you that. You said maybe. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, three games left. Are we going to see something similar? Are they just, you know, you know, sometimes too much sugar is bad for you, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or right in your teeth. I mean, have they been playing so well that, you know, it's, it's too much sugar, you know? It's bad for them when they just kind of take the lead for granted and not maybe be ready or prepared like they should be and then, you know, have a misstep. We'll see. But uh, going forward, 98-4, good win for them. Yeah. Okay, the final game of the night, Baybrook Boys and Brand New. Uh, Baybrook Boys, they took care of business. Um you know, no Jonathan Walker, so I couldn't really take a whole lot from this game. I think, uh, you know, him making his debut uh, was a huge, huge difference. Uh, they look like a completely different team with him. So, uh, no Jonathan Walker. They just look they just look different, man. It's not the same team. You're talking about a guy who can pass the ball well, uh, defend, um, can score. Um, they just they, they missed that. So, I, I'm not sure if they necessarily could have won the game. But I think they would have been a little bit more competitive. Um, and, you know, the, the the final score looks respectable, but it was really over in the first half. Um, you know, Baby Boys, they jumped over. They jumped on them very, very quickly. You had a bunch of guys uh, doing what they wanted. Uh, Brandon, Zach, and, and, and Zach, both Zachs, uh, did whatever they wanted. And they kind of, they pretty much controlled the game um, at an elite pace. So I don't know, and like you said, Bradley George, he didn't even have his best game. He still had a double double. Um, yeah. What did he say? It was leg day. <laughs> he said leg day. Yeah, it's leg day. So he he, he wasn't worried about this game. So Baylor boys, they're they're in cruise control right now. They're looking, they're looking, they're looking good right now. Um, I'm interested in uh you know to see who you're gonna pick uh at the uh. On our on our predictions uh, in, in the upcoming segments, but uh, right now they look like they look like a tough team uh, to beat. So uh, shout out to them, good win for them. Um, but they definitely took their foot off the gas. Yeah, I mean they took it. They've had a, a nice last two weeks. They had a couple games where they kind of should run it up a little bit. Um, so you know, uh, brand new. You know, after having a very good game last week, and they tell you how much Jay Wall. How, how much he, he, he makes a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, him making a difference that he makes, you know, they, at the end of the day, they play a lot better. Brandon will play a lot better game and probably been competitive and probably even won, maybe, if Jay walks there. I think he makes that much of a difference, especially with Bugs being on the team now, so they have some additional scoring now. Uh, so we'll see the return of moves sometime soon. So we'll see the return of Jamil White sometime soon. So it, it's some, some things there that I think they could definitely work with going forward. Uh, they'll they'll be brand new. Will be a, a force in the coming weeks. We'll see. Um, but Baby Boy, like you said, they're world on the scene right now. Um, they shot better at three before, but again, like I said, it's a foot off the gas. So you know, that I think the shots they missed are probably. Shots they might make in a game where they feel like there's a threat. 
um, per se. Um, Brandon Aaron still shooting the heck out the ball. I know I got to look at the stats, but I'm pretty sure he's somewhere in the top 10 in, in scoring, with no doubt, if not in the top five. He's averaging um, 33. He's what? He's averaging 33. <laughs> well, yeah, he's definitely in top three. Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, Zach, Zach Haney. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of guys who just, they're just, they're just playing at a high level right now. Um, you know, Kozak put together a good team. I'm pretty sure he'll be up for a GM of the year um, this year. So Brandon's actually Going leading. Forward. He's actually leading in scoring. Who is he? Brandon, he's leading in scoring. Yeah, okay. So I, I knew he went for all. <laughs> I knew he went too far off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but like I said, the coming up matchup, they're going to have to fight for this one coming up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our uh, player of the week for week five. Uh, we have not put out a poll yet, but I will tell y'all the three candidates uh, will be Sweat, uh, Zach. Um, that would be Big Zach. Zach... Uh, like this is Zach uh Zach Haney, yeah. Haney. Zach Haney and the last one would be Danny. Danny. Uh, Danny with uh with the double double. Uh just quick a quick thought, Sean. Who do you think uh deserves to win uh this week? I'm gonna go with Sweat. I might have to agree, man. That's an extremely efficient game from Sweat. And that's like two weeks in a row now where he's had the games where he's going. 10 for 10 and 11 for 11. Like last week, he we went three for three from the, the week before. Mm-hmm. He went three for three from, uh, from the three point line. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's yeah, been working and, on that. And, and, and went eight or nine from like the field. Like he had another amazing game. He kind of lost. So uh, I, I'm going to probably go Sweat just because he put in work for two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just really efficient ball. Like Sweat on last week might have missed maybe two shots, two or three shots. That's pretty good. So, yeah, so, like, I, I'm definitely going, I'm going to say sweat because, like, he, he put in that work. Yeah, I mean, look at his attempts. I, I mean, I can go two weeks with missing two shots, but, I mean, I probably only took, like, three shots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, right. taking, he's taking right. 20 shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. dude's been, been on, on, on tear lately as far as, like, his efficiency. So, I'm going to go, uh, I'm thinking sweat. Uh, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. And, and, again, shout out to Bradley George. Uh, for winning a uh, play of the week last week, that post is coming. Uh, I'll probably post you sometime tonight. Okay, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our power rankings and predictions. Um, kind of, kind of things. Things might have shifted. Uh, I know, at least for for me, it has. Um, I feel like uh, the middle, towards the middle, and I mean, obviously the top and the bottom probably will stay the same, 3 and D. Uh, definitely going to keep them uh, at the bottom, and I'm definitely going to have squad ones at the top. So we'll start from the bottom. Um, actually, no, I take that back. No, I don't have 3 and D at the bottom. I have Menace and Society at the bottom, uh, 2 and 3. I think um, my reasoning behind that is because I know, I know Menace and Society, uh, they have a better record than 3 and D, but if you look at how they've played, uh, the last couple weeks, they've had a combined 30-plus 
uh, margin of defeat uh, the last two games. They lost by 40-something, and then they lost by what? Uh, it was a lot. I don't know. I just know it's 30-something. How much was it? Yeah, 26. 26. Yeah, so they're right at 30. They're, they're sitting right at 30. They're right 33, something like that. Uh, they've played probably some of the worst basketball we've seen uh, this season, uh, just in the last couple of weeks. And that's that's saying something coming from a team um, that started off two and one. And if you look, if you date back to the first game, uh, they were they jumped all over the defending champs, and then they ended up losing by twenty. So the games that they've lost have all been blowouts. So um, I don't know. They just got a lot of things they need to iron out. So right now I have them at six. I have three and D at five. I think my team, uh, although we did lose our fourth in a row, I think we've kind of made a little bit of progress uh, playing against the defending champs. And you know, you know, playing respectable basketball and you know, kind of showing a little bit of toughness. I think uh, we have an opportunity to turn the corner. We'll see how it goes in the postseason. Uh, but right now, I got us at five. I got brand new at uh, number four. I think brand new. Um, you know, they're still playing decent basketball, even though they were missing Jonathan Walker uh, last week. I think they are starting to look like a better team uh, compared to how they started the season. And then you have Baybrook boys. Uh, Baybrook boys, I uh, have them at three. They're three and two. Um, I think, you know, with the Bullets winning two in a row and Baybrook winning two in a row, I think I, I don't have a whole lot of stock in what uh, Baybrook boys have been doing uh, as of late. Uh, looking at the wins that they've had, um, I just can't I can't put a whole lot of stock into it because they haven't really beaten an opponent uh, that is noteworthy. And that's what I told uh, Bradley uh, during the interview. And also, I have the Bullets. Uh, number two, I think the Bullets have, um, I think they played a lot better. Um, since they've dropped two in a row, they've now won two in a row, and they're looking like a worthy team. And, of course, I have squad one uh, sitting at the top at 5-0. and uh, Really don't need to go into detail of why they're number one. Uh, someone has to step up to the challenge and try to take them down. Yeah. Um... I think I got, I'm going to agree with you on the six and one. Uh, and it's crazy. The men's decided a two and three record. Uh, so they have a better record than two of the teams that I would put them ahead of. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the last two weeks they played a bad brand of basketball, like you said. Um, so uh, I'll put them at six for now, but that could definitely change this week. And look, what better way to change it than playing the top team, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, three, I'm going to agree with you and go uh, 
favorite boys. Uh, they got real chess this week. I think if they show up and play well against y'all, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, not going to say it, but you guys are quitters. So, <laughs> you're not you're not lying. <laughs> you know, I do see y'all breaking and and that'll be very impressive to me considering how good y'all played last week. Um uh well yeah, three years to know be kind of quitters. They get down and they don't they don't get up. Unfortunately. <laughs> 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 so I think but I think the way y'all played last week was the talent you guys have. If y'all come out and play well in favor, boys, I do feel you guys will be uh, successful in winning game. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. But I'm going to have favor, boys, in three, two, uh, bullets. They, they've been solid. I think this is a game for them to break in the past. I think the Bulls probably would have broke, considering that, you know, after week four, the Bullets tend to kind of have these games where they just kind of go through the motion and they lose. And this is one of those games where like they're going to go through the motion and lose. But... They found a way to win, pull it out. And now when they find a way to win, they end up blowing, blowing up and that's the side completely out after being down at halftime. So, uh, kudos to y'all. And number one, y'all intend to beat the Bulls this year. Squad one. Uh, no one beat them yet. But again, they were starting off 5 and all last season. And they uh, managed to lose the last three games. But they won the championship. So, yeah. we'll see what happens this week, this year. But they got Nancy's side this week. We'll see. What, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting out that much. You know what? I didn't even realize that they are the only team to beat the Bullets this year. They played twice. <laughs> yeah, they twice. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, now for our predictions. Uh, this is always the fun part. Let's see. So the seven o'clock game. We got uh, Minnesota Society versus Squad One. Uh. I imagine squad one is going to probably walk in a little late. They're probably going to have guys uh, coming in with flip-flops, probably not even going to shoot, probably not even going to warm up. I'm going to say that's not going to be a factor because they're still going to take care of business. I got them winning 95 to 81. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, we can go one by one. What you got? I got – I just think it's going to be a little bit more competitive. I think that, yeah, maybe squad one takes them for granted. And uh, I think, I think that's a side note. They got to play a good brand of basketball to be successful. So I think, uh, I think that's a side and play better. And I will go, uh, you know, and DJ is there. Better experience. Uh, long time guy in this league, uh, Devin Johnson. Uh, they got a couple of new solid guys, solid vets uh, to go along with those young guys. I think they're reeling in a little bit. I think we'll have a better performance going forward. But squad was a well oiled machine, so I'm not gonna pick them to beat them. But I think I do expect them to play better. I'm gonna say 98 to 91. Uh, squad one. Okay. <clears throat> 98, 91 for Sean. Okay. Uh, brand new versus the Bullets. Uh, I'm gonna go Bullets. I think um, I think the Bullets are hot right now. They're gelling. I think they're going to take care of business. I think they should win this game uh, fairly handily. I'll say they win 97 to 86. Okay. I actually think this will be pretty competitive, too, and I think the Bulls better be very careful. Um, 
where they will lose games like this, especially okay. this late in the season. Um, so, uh, I'm going to go Bullets. Even though I said I'm going to be a Bullets hater all year and not pick them, I'm picking them again. <laughs> I'm going to go Bullets, uh, but I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to go 86 to 83. Bullet. 86 All right. And the last game, Baybrook Boys versus 3 and D. Uh, I'm not even going to make a pick on that one, man. I'm going to let you have it. And I think Time for our final topic of the night. We got our movie reviews, and this week it is none other than The Water Boy. Uh, classic film, Adam Sandler. We came out in 98. I was about 13. Uh, Telling my age right now, but it's all good. Uh, <laughs> it's like I literally was a teenager when this movie came out. Um, classic, classic film. First of all, it's, it's actually one of my favorite. Adam Sandler films. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first Adam Sandler film I've ever watched. Really? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think that was the very first one. But um, but yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. Um, watching it again, uh, I didn't get to finish it. I did start or watching it again today, but just the parts I seen just kind of brought back memories. Um, <laughs> the 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 part that got me. Uh, and we'll talk about our, our, our favorite uh, uh, scenes from the movie, uh, but one that caught me, and I, I was I was literally shopping in the store, and I bust out laughing. I had totally forgot about this part when he called uh, the Big Show, and he was asking him, "Did he want to? Did he want to? Uh, did he want a professional water boy?" 
And he's like, man, how, oh, that's cute kid. How old are you, about 12, 11? He's like, I'm 31 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he starts laughing. No, he was laughing so hard. I was like, I think they were really laughing. Like, that, I, that was like off the cuff. Like, <laughs> just the pain. The pain this dude had to deal with. You know what? And that was funny because... Me and my homeboys, I remember we watched this movie called uh, The Experiment. It was a movie with uh, Forrest Whitaker where they they had, um, they were doing, it was like, a, it was actually like an experiment. They were, they were, they were putting random people as guards and prisoners and they were going to get paid a lot of money. And, um, and, and Forrest Whitaker, he was feeling hard times. He was living with his mama. You know what I'm saying? They were like, uh, they were interviewing him for, uh, for the position and they was like, um, uh, sir, do you, do you, uh, are you married? He's like, no. He's like, oh, um, do you have a girlfriend? No. They're like, oh, okay. Um, do you live by yourself? He said, no, uh, I live with my mom. They're like, oh, uh, how old are you? 42. <laughs> so I was like, God damn. <laughs> I say, no, nah, that part gets me every time, dog. Me and my homeboys watching, we were just dying laughing. So that that kind of reminded me of, of, of that movie <laughs> when I watched that scene on Waterboy. I was just like, "Damn, dude, living with his mama." I mean, I, honestly, I live I lived with my mom when I was in my thirties, uh, when I was thirty to thirty one. But I was in my career, though. You know what I'm saying? There's right. a difference. Like when I'm, I'm choosing to do this, I don't have right. to stay with my mom. So it's right. a different it's a different feeling. Uh, you know, when you got your career, you can stack your bread and all that stuff. So that's just a different feeling. But that was uh that scene. Was hilarious. Uh, we're just watching them laugh, and they were just they were just die laughing, just going in, and uh, and, and the coach, uh, Coach Klein, yeah, he's a, he, he's a piece of work, man. But uh, I, I just remember the coach uh, that Bobby uh, used to be the water boy for. He was getting all, he was taking all the credit, but uh, really, the coach, uh, Coach Klein, was the one that was coming up with all the plays. And I'm sure that still happens in real life too. Uh, head coaches, you know, they're the head, they're the figurehead. They get the credit, but the offensive coordinators are the are the real geniuses behind everything. Sometimes, right? I think even towards like the end, with Bobby, well, you know, Bobby Bowden was already Bobby Bowden, yeah. But I think towards the end, you know, with Jimbo Fisher, you know, was probably calling a lot of shots, and Bobby Bowden was the figurehead at Florida State mm -hmm. um, towards the end, which is probably why I think. They didn't force him to retire, but they forced him to retire. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what's funny? I was watching, uh, I was listening to Bomani Jones, and he was talking about, uh, you know, Bobby Bowden. He's like, I don't think he knew how to call plays. Like, he just had the best talent. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about it. I was like, because they were, like, the offense they were running, they were just handoff, 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 throw a, throw a, uh, you know, throw a, throw a fade right. I was like, yeah, you know what? I know, you know, it was different times back then, but I'm not sure if he knew how to coach. Looking I mean, back you know, on it. This is why I always say about guys like him. I can't say what he is or what he wasn't as a coach because he, he didn't coach me. Yeah. But he, he's a hell of a recruiter. Right? Yes. And that 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 particular um, organ, not organization, um, that school, not even just the football program, Mm -hmm. That school in general was nothing before he got there. Yes, so, true. So whether he's been a, a great coach, X and O's or not, he turned that whole program and school into something. Kind of similar to what Dion did with Jackson State. Mm -hmm. uh, you can even say what, in both Schottenberger wasn't the best Miami head coach, 
but he's the guy that kind of made Miami popping. Yeah. You know, when they, when they became the U, per se. Yeah. So, you know, guys who do stuff like that, I still hold, I still give them some credit because at the end of the day, hell, you know, it's not easy to turn a program around. No. You know, a program would program be easy to go backwards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with the right coach, too. You know, they can go backwards. So, I always give uh, Bobby Bowden some credit for for what he did there. But, yeah, those last few years, I'm pretty sure he was just down. He probably didn't come to practice. Today. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up on game days. Like. <laughs> now, you, now, let's go back to the movie. Now, I'm just really trying to – I know I know it's, a, it's an Adam Sandler movie, but I'm really just trying to wrap my head around this. He was – this dude was literally – he said it in the movie, 31 years old, went back to college – he still he has four years of eligibility. Never used any of his eligibility, and he was I can't even say a five star player because you know like he was the water boy, but he had five star talent like off the charts. We're talking about then you know fo- football. Football is a is a different sport now than it was back then. Back then, oh he would fit right in. He would fit right in. You know, you know what's funny about him? Uh, so when I go back and watch the, I watched it the other day too, just so I can kind of be ready for this. I just remember him blitzing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, every play, <laughs> every play. <laughs> he just blitzed. There was no. Play. I think he got a he got an interception one time. He yeah, did he did a drop back one couple times. The last game, he actually dropped back in coverage a couple times. Yeah, yeah, he did. He actually dropped back in coverage a couple times. And actually, my favorite part of the movie is when he actually dropped back in coverage this part too. <laughs> when uh, when he asked the dude, he said, uh, uh, "I wish you success on this next play." And the dude told him, uh, "Go f your mom or something." Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Oh, sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually dropped back in coverage that time, got an interception, and threw it back to sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> just to hit him. <laughs> yeah, just to hit him. So I was like, you know what? He did actually drop back in coverage a couple of times, even though 95% of the time he was blitzing. <laughs> he was a mercy. He just blitzing. Come on, Todd. Hey, I, 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 I give him some credit. He, he did show some football IQ because he did drop back in coverage a couple of times playing linebacker. Now, I, I know his NFL career would have been short-lived, but um, <laughs> what you do? So what would you think his draft uh, his draft stock would have been? First, first round number one pick overall, easily. <laughs> Man, hell no. Nah. Hell no. I, I know those com- those combine numbers would probably be terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say he probably ran a five flat forty. Came came bench press worth the damn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely because I, I feel like he's a student of the game. He's he's one of those yeah. guys that's always gonna be in the right spot. He's gonna always make, he's a sure tackle. Uh, you can right. you're not you can't have him out there on third down. I don't think, but I think for, for whatever reason you can't block him. Can't, you, <laughs> you can't, he, he's unblockable. <laughs> he's unblockable. <laughs> he just like, he, he didn't get blocked the whole movie. Like, <laughs> he did. <laughs> I was like, we're trying to make this schematic, but come on, man, it's a freaking Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> What's the scout report of this guy? <laughs> oh man! Somebody in the NFL will eventually find a way to block him. But yeah, I, I give a nice fourth round draft pick. 
been a guy that might been getting get a guy around seven to eight sacks a year yeah. for somebody. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to give – I'm not going to say – I mean, listen, Adam Sandler versus Jonathan Ogden, look, I know this is a movie. <laughs> I'm with you. But even Michael Orr from Blindside, you're not getting around yeah. him either. Yeah. Yeah, he had to get some double teams. Yeah, it would have been but, tough. But, you know, hopefully a, a good NFL coach could have found a way to kind of put him all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that you, you know, he can blitz from all over the place. Now I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, what do you do? Do you run right at him? Because you know, a lot of times when you got good blitzing linebackers, you just run right at him. You just run right at him, yeah. And, and, and then off the field a lot of times. Yeah. So I mean, we're thinking too deep into this, but yeah, we are. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I definitely yeah. want to watch uh, the rest of the movie this weekend because I, I, I feel like I'm missing some stuff. I mean, besides the fact that you know his mother was a psychopath, called everyone the yeah. devil. She said every yeah. literally everyone and everything was a devil except for her. Yeah, that, well, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't be the devil and be a liar. Like she's like a a, a real Yes. <laughs> she's a high level liar. Like, and and Bobby just wanted he just wanted really he just wanted he wanted a girlfriend. That's all he really wanted. Yeah. And she was hating on that. I'm like, like, Mama, really? Like this man, thirty one years old, living with you. He actually have, has a woman that's interested in him and you trying to block? Like you trying to mess that up? Like, come on, yeah. man. Let the man live. Let the man live and, a little. And, and not to mention, yeah, she put him out there bad. Say he was peeing in bed. <laughs> she did say that. Then she showed the sheets for the proof. <laughs> he, he had the whole sheet with her. I was like, God. <laughs> then, like, she looked at it, she was like, man, I don't even know if I can go, I can give a look past this one. Because <laughs> that looked bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She didn't stop arguing after she seen that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, She's like, damn, you really living like this? <laughs> and then, yeah, that actually might be my favorite part of the movie. Now I think about it. Uh, when he was, I said it was about number 62 in the chapel. But actually, Colonel Sanders, that might be my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah, then Colonel yeah, Sanders was running afterwards. Colonel Sanders said, well, no parts of that. Colonel Sanders said, well, no parts. Mama say. <laughs> Well, mama, mama's wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. Mama's right. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with his Madula album, God? He just went, went all bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, yeah. You better have me watch this movie for real. I forgot about that part. <laughs> that, that might be the funniest part. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Colonel Sanders running for his life. <laughs> They put him on academic probation, nothing. <laughs> they was like, look, man. Once they found out they got him, they was like, look, we got to stick with him. Then then I forgot about uh, the other team. There was like a mole, figured out his paperwork wasn't legit. I'm like, where's the NCAA? Like, what? how do y'all let that slip through the cracks? <laughs> what are y'all doing? Y'all weren't even doing your due diligence? Uh, it's out of town, man. There's a lot of flaws in the movie, though, that we didn't speak about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, episode 185 of the books. Um... We got some, uh, hopefully, some good basketball this week. I think this past week wasn't that bad. The week before was horrible. Uh, yeah. 
I think with the matchups we have coming up, is there's a possibility uh, there can be, you know, a little division in the in the in the point spread, but hopefully uh, teams show up and uh, we get some good basketball, or at least two out of the three games. I'll, I'll be good with that. We get two out of three games. Absolutely. All right. Episode 185 in the books, live via cell phone. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis, and we're out.